Thank you so much for joining us today and listening to a PCF podcast. We believe listening to the Word of God will change your life. God bless you as you continue listening to this podcast. Oh, hello there. Good morning, PCF Church. Sorry, I, I just got a little bit distracted. I'm just paging through my travel magazine. I, I'm so excited about my trip where I'm headed. And um, I'm just taken looking at these these pictures and and I can really imagine myself being there. I, I've seen the hotel room and those crisp white sheets and I, I can imagine myself sleeping in that bed and Oh, wow, the swimming pool is so blue and those lounges, I can just visualize myself lying on that lounger, sipping a cold drink and just feeling the heat of the sun on my body. Oh, and this beach, wow, it is white. And I can feel the the sand in my toes and hear the rush of the water. It's just so beautiful. And then there's this food. Oh, I can taste it. I can hear the the romantic music in the restaurant and just taste that food. Enough of my my holidays. I don't want to make you jealous. But, you know, my family, they recently went to Mexico on a holiday. And what I realized was that when someone knows where they're going, it transforms the way they, they live and it transforms their conversations. They couldn't afford to go on the trip. So what they did, they booked the trip and they started paying it off a year in advance. So they adjusted their budget, they adjusted their lifestyle, took out some luxury items so that they could pay off this trip early. What I saw was when they knew where they were going, it changed the way they lived. When they went shopping, they were looking for sun cream and summer clothes, beachwear, GoPro camera, you name it, anything to do with the holiday, they were looking for it. And they even started to exercise and lose weight because they said, oh, we want to look our best when we get on the beach. When they knew where they were going, it transformed the way they lived. Another thing that happened to them is it transformed their conversations. Because it was a year in advance, every time we got together, all they talked about was Mexico. They had these travel magazine books and of course Google and they were researching the temperature there, the excursions that they could go to, the food. They chatted with people about the the destination that they were going to and they discovered, yes, oh, it was amazing and the service was going to be fantastic. And guess what? They were keep showing us their clothes that they were buying so that they were going to wear. They were even saying, oh, look how much weight we've lost. They were bragging to us. We are going to look absolutely amazing on that beach. See, what happened was they knew where they were going and it transformed the way they lived and it transformed their conversations. Although my family had never been to Mexico, their focus was so much on that trip, they were being transformed. And you know, with all the conversations that I was having, it was starting to make me want to go on that trip. We are starting a new series today, and it's called Transformed. And the Bible gives us so many examples 
of how people's lives are transformed by God. Just to name a few, it's Jacob, Mephibosheth, blind Bartimaeus. And what about Saul turning into Paul? See, being a Christian means being transformed into the image of Christ. In other words, something should happen to us. Something should improve. Something in the way we live as a Christian should get better, should change. Like we heard about the transformed life. In that story, um, Dave Smith, he talks about the metamorphosis of the worm into the butterfly and the ugly duckling into the swan. As Christians, we become transformed in the way we speak, the way we act, the way we think. In this series, myself and the other ministers at PCF Church, we want to help each other. We want to help each other explore how can we become more like Christ? How can we become more like Jesus? We want to be stirred up spiritually and embrace this transformed life, this new nature that Jesus has in mind for us. We want to be transformed in the way we live and in the conversations that we have with others. The title of my message today is Come up higher and be transformed. Come up higher and be transformed. I want to read to you Colossians 3 verse 10. It says, put on the new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. Come up higher. Understanding that God our Father, Jesus and the Holy Spirit are spirit beings, not physical beings, not people that we can touch and see like us, helps us to become transformed. See, actually, being a Christian, we have a spirit. We have a soul and live in a body. We live in a physical home, but actually, we have a spiritual home too. Peter talks about this physical home that we live in down here as not being our real home. Have a look at it in the message with me. 1 Peter 2 verse 11 to 12 says, Friends, this world is not our home, so don't get cozy in it. <laughs> Jesus as well, he talks to the disciples when he's here on the earth and he tells them, come on, don't be troubled. I'm going to a place to prepare a home for you, a mansion for you. And this mansion wasn't just for the disciples. He is going to prepare mansions for us too. Heavenly home. And he's going to come back and fetch us so that we can go and live in those mansions in that heavenly home. We've been talking quite a lot about navigating storms recently. Storms of life, physical storms. They're all around us. Everybody's aware of it. This goes from fear, hate, global pandemics, being destroyed by violence, floods, volcanoes, unexpected explosions. These are all physical storms around us. But Luke 21 talks to us about what to do when all these physical storms are around us. He tells us, Let's be aware of the signs and the storms and the disruption of the world and tells us what to do. 
Have a look in Luke 21, verse 28. Now, when these things begin to happen, look up, lift up your heads, because your redemption draws near. Look up, come up higher, come up higher to the spiritual realm. Have you ever been flying? Have you got on a plane and, and when you look out the window, it's, it's so miserable, it's raining, the sky is so grey. I have. I've actually been kept on the tarmac for two hours before the plane would take off because of thunderstorms. But you know what? When they eventually allowed us to fly, we rose above those dark clouds, above the rain, and guess what was above those clouds? It was clear blue sky and it was sunny. We have to refocus. We have to refocus and come up higher. It's in the coming up higher into the spiritual unseen world that we are transformed because we rise above the storm knowing that there is so much more for us. There is a spiritual realm. There is more than what we can see. Ephesians talks about a heavenly realm so, so many times. But where is our focus? Is it just in this physical realm? Or are we coming up higher to look into the spiritual realm? What our eyes are fixed on will determine how you live your life. What your eyes are fixed on will determine how you live your life. If your eyes are always fixed on the physical, I see we seem to become a bit obsessed about making life as comfortable as we can while we live here, as if we're going to be living here forever, making our way to death as comfortable as we can and arriving there safely. When we live life looking up, we find hope and expectation in an eternal world in living with Jesus forever. You live with a passion to tell others about where you're going, about there is a God, the Son of God, above the storm. C.S. Lewis quotes this. If you read history, you will find that Christians who did the most for the present world were precisely those who thought the most about the next. It is since Christians have largely ceased to think about the other world that they have become so ineffective in this. We need our minds to become occupied on heaven. We need to come up higher. A great example of this is John in the book of Revelation. You'll find him there on the Isle of Patmos, an island. He was a great preacher, preached most of his life. He was persecuted terribly. One point he was even put into a pot of boiling oil. They couldn't even burn him to death. And eventually they got so fed up, they put him on this Isle of Patmos. They exiled him. They didn't know what else to do with him. So he was in a storm, wasn't he? He was separated from any Christians, separated from life. But you know, one day he was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. An elderly man, in fact, in the Spirit 
on the Lord's day. And the Lord took him and showed him heaven, showed him Jesus. He went up into the spirit realm. And what the Bible tells us is he heard a voice and the voice told him, write all these things down that you see. Write down what Jesus looks like. Write down the fact that we win. Write down what the throne room of heaven looks like. Let me read what he saw. I, John, was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice as a trumpet. Then I turned to see, and the voice that spoke with me, and having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, and in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of God, clothed with a garment down to the feet, and girded about the chest with a golden band. His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes like the flame of fire. His feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace. And his voice, as the sound of many waters, he had in his right hand seven stars. Out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was like shining, sun shining in its strength. And then I saw him. I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. Write the things which you have seen and the things which are and the things which are to take place. John was called away from his bad day. He was called away from his storm up into the throne room of heaven. And he was shown the battles. He was shown how we were we're going to win at the end of the book. Listen to this. After these things, John looked and behold, there was a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice I heard was like a trumpet speaking to me saying, come up here and I'll show you things which must take place after this. God wanted to show John that we win. God wanted to show John Jesus God wanted John to see all these things so that he could write them down for us, so that we could be encouraged. Thessalonians tells us, 1 Thessalonians verse 4 says, we should encourage each other, reassure each other, and comfort each other with Jesus' return. Heaven is real. Heaven is real. We should have heaven on our mind. To the Christian this book of Revelation coming up higher and seeing the throne room of God and seeing the end of the book, this should excite us far more than a trip to Mexico. We are transformed by what we see in the way we live. When these storms are surrounding us, these physical storms all around us, could we just take a moment and come up higher to rise above the storm and, and see the eternal perspective, to realign our hope 
and our expectation to the heavenly destination that God has planned for us. Matthew 6 verse 25 says, Therefore I tell you, stop being perpetually uneasy, anxious and worried about your life. What shall you eat? What shall you drink? Or about your body, what you shall put on? Is life not greater in quality than food and the body, far above and more excellent than clothing? When we come up higher into the spiritual it eliminates this, having this drive for, oh, I need the latest car, or I need this designer outfit. And you know, I'm not against us having lovely things. God wants us to prosper. But if our need for things outweighs our desire to have a relationship with Jesus and being ready for his return, then, then maybe the physical is transforming our lives instead of the eternal. John tells us that we need to get ready. Are you ready? We need to get ready by living right for his return. He actually tells us to live a pure life. Saul turned to Paul is an example of this. He was transformed when he was knocked off his horse and he saw Jesus. It's a shining light. It transformed him from being a persecutor and a murderer of Christians to being an apostle that loved. He came up higher. He was transformed. When we know him and believe he's coming back, it will impact the way we live. 1 John 3 verse 2 to 3 says, Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself, just as he is pure. Purifying himself for his return. Are we preparing ourselves for our eternal home, like Jesus, like the Mexico trip? Are we getting rid of some of that weight of the world and losing that so that we can know our Creator well, so we can know Jesus well, to get excited about Him coming? Do we walk in forgiveness? Do we walk in love? Do we love those around us? Are we spending time with Him? worshipping him, talking to the one who made you so that when you meet him face to face, you'll look your best. You'll look like the bride of Christ. See, we are transformed when we know where we're going. It'll transform our conversations. Come up higher. Come up higher with me today. Are you, are you seeing where you're spending eternity in heaven? It should impact how we speak to other people. It should be on our mind. Are we being transformed by our heavenly destination? Are you excited? Have you seen the throne room? Have you heard that there's no sickness, there's no pain, there's no tears? Are you going to go and see 
the one who brought eternal freedom for you to meet Jesus, to see those nail-scarred hands? Can you hear the worship? Have you noticed the peace? Can you sense the love? You know, like my family, they just couldn't stop talking about Mexico, their holiday. They went around telling everybody that they were going and everyone they met, they couldn't stop talking about the trip. Are you like that? Are you telling somebody where you're going? Are you inviting them to come along with you? You know, where we're going, there's no travel restrictions. <laughs> there's no COVID-19. There's no quarantine. Everybody is welcome. And you know, you can be there in a twinkling of an eye. Are you transformed in your conversations with others? Have you told them the place where you will be going? Have you told them about the new body that you'll be getting? No sickness, no pain, no crying, no depression, no arguments, no debt, no death. Have you invited someone to come up higher with you? Being transformed means being prepared. Wayne used to travel a lot when we were in South Africa with his job. Sometimes he'd be away for about two weeks. And when he left home, he would always just say to me, well, I'll be home on Friday. He wouldn't actually give me a time. So we would wait for him to be coming home on the Friday. But as we got closer to Friday, we would really start longing for him. The kids would miss him. So what we would do is we would get all the housework, all the chores done, all the homework done so that we could spend quality time with him. And then as he came in on the Friday, we would go out for a lovely meal together. And sometimes he would bring some small gifts home for the children and spoil them. But you know, sometimes he would surprise us. He would come home early on Friday. He might come home on the Thursday night even or the Friday morning and catch us off guard. So we would always be ready for him coming home, excited for his return. We wanted to spend time with him. Sometimes the surprise reminds me of Jesus coming back. Are we ready? Have you prepared? If he came back today, would you be ready? We don't know when Jesus is coming back, do we? But we can be prepared in the way we live, in the way we talk to others, in the way we encourage others to come along with us. Matthew 24, 42-44 says, So you too must keep watch, for you don't know what day the Lord is coming. You also must be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when it's least expected. It's important for us to go around life looking up, not just looking around. It's important for us to go around life looking up and not just looking around. Be transformed. Look up. Come up higher. The spiritual realm is real. Heaven is real. The spiritual realm is more real than this physical world that we're living in right now. 
And those who are ready and waiting and who are prepared will be given new bodies. They'll be invited into this wonderful celebration feast with Jesus. And they'll be given gifts and crowns and rewards for the way they lived on the earth. They will live for eternity with Jesus. They will go for this final transformation. Let me read to you what it will be like. 1 Corinthians 15, 51 to 53 says, But let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We'll not all die, but we will all be transformed. It will happen in a moment, in the blink of an eye, when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever. And we who are living will also be transformed. For our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. Wow, I'd love to have a new body, wouldn't you? No pain, transformed into the likeness of Christ to live for eternity, immortal bodies. This is something to get excited about. Do you know where you're going? Have you come up higher? Have you seen the throne room? Have you seen Jesus in the spirit realm? Have you seen where you're headed? Oh, this book of Revelation that we've got, this, you could say, brochure, it is far better than a Mexico brochure. It's far better destination, let me assure you. Have you come up higher? Is what you see transforming the way you live and your conversations? If you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, today may be the, your day. You may want to give Jesus your life and know that you want to spend eternity with him. That when you die, it's not the end. That you, there's another world to live in for eternity. A so much better world than what we live in now. So I'm going to close in prayer. And if you would like to give Jesus your life today and say, Yes, I want to have eternal perspective. I want to come up higher and live my life for Jesus. Then pray with me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the people who are responding and saying, I don't want to just live in this physical world. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to live for him. I want to prepare my life for him. I want to change the way I speak. I want to have a new body when I get to heaven. I, I want to live forever and experience that love and that peace and be transformed. So, Jesus... I pray that you would touch the people that have responded and said, yes, I want to be a follower of Jesus. Touch them right now, Jesus, and we welcome them into the family of God. I want to end today and just ask you to close your eyes as we listen to this last song. I want you to use this time to just come up higher and I'd love for you to just, for a moment, imagine. Imagine where you're going and allow it to transform the way you live 
and to transform your conversations. Imagine for a moment heaven. Allow yourself to be taken by the Spirit of God to the heavenly place He has prepared for you. See the light, notice the peace, experience the love and the worship. See the throne room of God, see Jesus and His nail-pierced hands. See the banquet awaiting you and the crowns and rewards. Just imagine and allow it to transform you. Come up higher just for a moment.